welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast. If you are under 18 years of age, stop the podcast now. You are listening to a weekly publication, produced every Friday morning. The Kinky Cast is heard in over 150 countries. This week's episode is 242. In our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships, views expressed are not representative of the management of the Kinky Cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. Today, we present Poly 101 recorded at Frolicon. Don't forget to stop by our webpage for loads of information about this show and others. KinkyCast.com. Here's your hosts, 4x4, Keonti Wench, Grayman, and Aria. So let's start with the introductions. Our introductions and our disclaimers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so Jim, please start introductions. Just to give you a bit of background, I have been in this life since... Who the fuck are you? Yeah. I'll get there. <laughs> you got to remember, I'm not quite awake yet, man, just yeah, like no. you. Mm. Uh, my name is Jim. Everybody knows me as 4x4. I've been doing conventions in that life for 15 years. God, I'm old. Infant. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> um, I've been in this lifestyle type stuff. Longer than 15 years, but I couldn't tell you exactly when it started. Um, this specifically, ethical non-monogamy, has been a, a logical thought process for me as far back as I can remember. Like, I don't understand. You have a mother and a father. You have kids. You have sisters, brothers, etc. You don't ever try and limit your love for them for, to one. Why would you do it anywhere else? And that's, I'm talking like seven years old, eight years old. It just, there was no words for it, there was no understanding of it until uh, about 15, 20 years ago. Beyond that, I really started developing a passion for education. Uh, I guess about five years ago, I think, is when I taught my first one. My wife and I taught a a class on jealousy, and when I looked up and saw all these people that were just dying for information on how to, to fix a very common problem, it's like, okay, you've been doing this for about 10 years. Maybe it's time for you to give something back. And it just, it lit me up. This is why I come to cons now. Cool. This is yeah. it. This is cool. Um, I'm Keontae Wench. Uh, a lot of people know me as Amber, but either one will work. Keontae Wench is on the all the guidebook stuff. I started out in a monogamous relationship. I was married for four years with a man for seven, and it was a disaster. He was horrible. But... <laughs> But um, wow. then, <laughs> well, you know, did you say blase? Matter of fact, whatever, you know, and it's okay because it was a growing experience for me. Yes. Um, it really challenged a lot of my notions about life with a partner, and eventually, I started dating this man right here. And the way he did things was ethical non-monogamy, and I said that sounds awesome. I like it because I always felt like I had. A lot of love to give to multiple people, and I felt always very stifled in the monogamy role. And so, I've been with him now for almost twelve years, and closer to we're... thirteen, my love. No, it's twelve. I promise. All right, the woman knows. Whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, we've been doing. We've been teaching. This is our fourth year. Third or fourth year, something like that. Fourth, because fourth because we started. I taught with y'all. Right, you're right. The first year after. See me and time. We're obviously seeing there's a disconnect there. So anyway. (laughs) Anyway, this is my husband. Hi, hi. Uh, I am uh, Roscoe Tomas de Sadier the Third, otherwise known as Gray Man Roscoe Thomas, whatever the hell you want to call me. I don't care. 
Um, not too much. Hey, you bald guy. Uh, let's see. I've been non-monogamous for my entire life. The idea of monogamy never worked in my brain, just like Jim. Um, I, I say that I have been uh, practicing ethical non-monogamy for around 25-odd years, successfully so for the last 12. <laughs> when I first started exploring multi-partner relationships, there was nothing, no literature. The, uh, the ethical slut had been published, but it was one of those things that, that you found tucked away in the tiniest of hidden bookstores in Soho in New York that this kid from Louisiana would never get near, right? So no clue how to do this. Now this leads into the disclaimer portion of our introduction. Wait, all right. When you're done with the introductions, then I'll do the disclaimer. Okay. Heather's having your call. Heather did yoga and breakfast this morning. <laughs> Obviously the healthy one of the crew. I brought it. I, well, hey, okay, I, I, I share. Is this coffee anybody wants? Well, spare coffee? I don't understand this phrase. Right? It's hi. no longer spare. Anyway, right. hi everybody. Had a- hi everyone. Good morning. I'm Aria. Um, All right. This is this is way more awake than I typically am, but there's coffee and I've had yoga and there's fruit, so I've got at least a little sugar to take me through. This is what number one of three in a row for me today. Something so, like that. Yay, good morning. Like power She's powerhouse today. Look yeah. <laughs> I think that's a common element for a, a lot of the teachers is that we really love that ethical non-monogamy can be really fantastic and can work so well. Nice and so we want to we want to teach. We want everybody to do it successfully, too. Just maybe not at 10 a.m. Uh, okay, here's our disclaimer. We are not mental health professionals, okay? No. I work in 3D printing. She does software QA. I'm uh, a stay-at-home parent who, you know, has minions. Yeah. I'm a tech writer. I mean, yeah, this is this is based all on our own personal experience. So you're not getting uh, a doctoral thesis backup on any of this kind of crazy stuff. Well, We're just average everyday folks who have been at this for a while and and have this talked to people with multiple perspectives. So it's not just our perspective we're talking from here. It's also from many other partners that we have had personally or their partners, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right, right. What was the phrase? Ashley asked us to do our first class and uh, I got I got the phone call and I was like, why, why did you think of Amber and I? And, and the phrase, and I'm paraphrasing it, she says, well, you guys are seen as upstanding and well-respected members of our poly community. <laughs> and when I got done laughing at her, uh, I said, okay, sure. And uh, we came up with this. Yeah. Better than picking but, your job off the floor. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, oh, yeah, okay. well, it was, well, we know you because of your tribe. And I'm like, wait, what, I have a reputation? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that happened. No. Imposter syndrome so, just kicking in. So also yeah. our... Our stories are obviously going to be our stories. Your mileage may vary. Your mileage had better damn well vary because you are not me. This is true. <laughs> Don't so try and do it my way. I've screwed up a lot. Yeah. And and it's important to point out that each partnership is going to be different. So, like, uh, my partnership with my boyfriend is different than my partnership with my husband With is different than my partnership with my girlfriend. And those are all things you have to juggle in ethical non-monogamy. All right. We're, we're, we're running so. down the rabbit trail for a little bit. So, so yeah. this is yeah. Poly 101. <laughs> After all the social silliness, this is Poly 101. Uh, and... The things we want to cover in here are kind of the basics, just to get you up to speed on what some of the concepts are, the ideas are, and and the basic tools that you're going to need to be successful in a poly or multi uh, partner relationship. And terminology. And terminology. Yes. Yes. That's. I, did I not say that? Can I get like a brief temperature of the room? Who's very new to ethical non monogamy? Okay. And who's been in it like a year or less? Two years or less. And beyond two years? Cool. Okay. So, 
at any point in time, if there's a word that you don't understand or that you don't think you quite have the definition of, please feel free to raise your hand and, and ask. There are no stupid questions. This is an interactive yes. class. Yes. Please participate. Talk to us. This is a discussion. We want you to be a part of it. They pay me about the same amount they're paying you. Ha! Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Not this even is, touching you that. know, we want to make sure that we're going to touch on points that will be helpful for all of you. So if we're kind Missing of getting something. into the point where you're like, I'm not really getting anything out of that, please speak up and have a question to steer us in a direction because we're definitely a herd of cats up here. <laughs> All right, so uh, we Amber and I kind of have these five rules uh, for for Polly that we've been hammering out for twelve odd years. Uh, I started the process, and she came in and tweaked it and kicked me in the ass and got it right. <laughs> um, so, uh, rule number one, and this is the foundation, and it's a foundation not just for Polly, but for yourself, your own mental health, and everything. Rule number one: be absolutely and totally honest with yourself. Yes. Okay, and that doesn't mean being mean to yourself. No. That means looking at who you are and how you do things as objectively as you possibly can so that you can see and love the good stuff that you do and the bad stuff that you do. Because for damn sure in a relationship, especially in a multi-partner relationship, that bad shit's going to come up. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Poly, poly is not easy. No. Uh, it is not for the weak of heart. Okay, we'll go on to rule number two. Then we'll bring back up to rule that. number yeah. two. Then rule then number that. two. <laughs> rule number one: honesty with yourself. Right. Rule number two: honesty with everybody involved. And that doesn't mean just your partner. Uh, and it, it means your partner's partner, your metamors. Right. Uh, that's a term of steps removed partner. Your your boyfriend's girlfriend or your girlfriend's boyfriend's wife, you know, whatever. That's a metamor. Right. I'm going to interject. It's Please. not necessarily somebody who there's a medical connection to. We have what we call the medical polycule, which means when we're doing our, our uh, STD testing, if something pops up, these are the people that need to know, like, now. This impacts X, This impacts physical health of this section. But there's also... There are partners that you do not swap any sort of body fluids whatsoever. They are emotionally polyamorous with you. Yeah. And... They may not need to know your STD results if they come in, although may they, they probably do. But they, they may care. need to know if you've had a really, really hard time in the last two weeks because of some big thing that's happened in your life and you're emotional about With it. Emotional overload and yeah. I need to dump on Stress. somebody and that's what they're and there for. And here we lead into rule number three. Segway, welcome. Communication. Rule number four. Communication. communication. Rule, rule number, number five. five. Communication. Wait, wait. Y'all motherfuckers got to talk. There? There's a number okay. six. You have a number six? Yes. Please do tell. Scheduling. <laughs> Google Calendar is your friend. Or cozy. I feel like, or cozy. Or cozy. Yes. You know, I feel like that's a part of the communication thing, though, is because you want to make sure that everybody knows what, what's going on. The way that we kind of discuss communication is, okay, so... When you're in, you know, just starting out with somebody, your communication level is pretty high because you want to like talk and you want to get to know the person. And but Call like in the morning, as right, but as your relationship kind of tempers out and you kind of get an equilibrium, you get to your normal level of communication, which is about a high school level of communication. This is not always the best level of communication for relationships, and it leads to misunderstandings a lot. Going into a, um, a real long-term relationship, you want to have something like a college relationship. You want to have something where you are having good, deep-level discussions as well as your over-the-top, simple, funny things that you talk about. Um, and that's typically where monogamous relationships stay. 
right? Because they don't have to have much more complicated discussions. Once you get to know somebody, you basically know them. I mean, you do, might do a weekly or monthly check-in with a monogamous partner, but it's not the deep dive okay. that this stuff is. I, I, I feel that what we're, we're, we're poo-pooing on monogamy a little bit. No, 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 no. It, and, and, and it's not saying that this isn't good for monogamy. We actually have had many people come to our classes for Poly 101 or 201 as ethical monogamous people and having being able to like really get something from it because the same the tools next apply. Le- yes, the same tools apply, absolutely. The next level is the one that you kind of have to have for polyamory simply because of the complexity of the type of relationships you are having is the PhD level. Um, so you kind of want to try and, and always strive for that level of communication with your partners on multiple levels. Anytime yeah. you add another partner in, it is going to act as a magnifying glass for what is already there. Good, bad, ugly, and different. Yeah. Oh, so and, if and you also... Let oh, me finish and I'll let you have that. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you are a fantastic communicator... You're going to find out pretty quickly. You're going to keep communicating. If not so much, you may shut down a little further, which is going to steamroll. It, it just happens. So again, the first relationship you are having, which is what Thomas was touching on, was the relationship with yourself. If you are not strong with that, if you don't acknowledge, you don't own your own shit. Hi, Nadie Brad. Good, bad, ugly. Good, bad, ugly, different, and gorgeous. You're going to have a hard time anytime you add somebody else on. Mm-hmm. Same thing with monogamy. If you don't have a good relationship with yourself, the next time you add that person that is outside of yourself you're going to have issues if you're not strong where you are to begin with. Right. Let's continue with the whole uh, okay. owning your own shit thing. Yay. Emotional responsibility, and that leads into emotional fluency. Okay? Emotional responsibility. Um, and we'll touch on this a little bit. Fault and fault and responsibility. Now, I want to get into this big time in the jealousy class. Okay. Oh, but yeah. just to touch a yes. little bit, all right? It's not your fault if your parents were abusive and you have issues about whatever they caused, Right. But it is definitely your responsibility to manage those issues so that you're not causing someone else problems. Okay, you, It's not your fault that your partner cheated on you and broke your heart. However, it is your responsibility to take that pain, manage it, grow from it, and find a healthy, happy life for yourself. Find you your wrong. coping mechanisms. Find your coping mechanisms. Your partners are going to be there to support you, as good partners should do, right. but they cannot be responsible for that emotional load, and you can't expect that from them. Yes. Right? And Just this to interject please. real fast, um, we talk a lot about owning your own shit and dealing with your own problems. Understand that the converse of that is true. You need to expect that from your partner, and you need to communicate when both of you are going through X, Y, Z, whatever it may be. Yeah. This has uh, to be, we, we use the term partner a lot because it's got to be equal. Right. And Unless not, it's negotiated otherwise. Yes. That's, that's a whole different that's discussion. Right. <laughs> so, um, my, Responsibilities must be equal. Right. There are certain Level things, in, for example, in my, my partnerships... My husband and I have a very different level of, of relationship than some of my partners and I have. Like, my boyfriend lives in Boston. I don't get to see him very often. We don't even, we, you know, communicate with, like, Marco Polo videos and, and, you know, conversations that way so that we, in our very busy lives, can still communicate with each other, but maybe not super one-on-one, and then I'll go up and visit him in Boston. But the, the rules are negotiated to be different between the two partners I have. Um, I have what we call veto power for my husband, and I do not necessarily have that for my boyfriend. Um, 
Veto power, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm going to go ahead and give you the, the verbology for that, is that when for he you, wants and, to and have this a is, new... This is the term that we use in our relationship. Yes. There may be other terms, but I haven't heard any. Um, but it's essentially, I kind of want to meet any potential partners that he wants to have so that I kind of determine whether or not they the have... The check for crazy test. Yes. Betting, betting <laughs> is a good term. Let me make a distinction here now. We've talked about... I know, but we, this, this is important. This one's important. Okay? <laughs> we have hierarchical poly, right? Yes. Uh, there is also egalitarian poly. It doesn't have Right? Where each relationship is different. There's no... Primary, secondary, ter- tertiary, all that kind of things. It's just kind of I can't be everything. whatever yes. you feel for that person at that time. Say you also might yeah. hear that as egalitarian. Yes. Thank egalitarian. You. Anarchistic poly is another term that people use with that particular style. So you may have heard that one more than egalitarian. I understand the difference in the, the semantics, but That's what's common vernacular is a different thing. And anyway. the, the wonderful thing is uh, the, the language is, is definitely starting to evolve as we are defining things as polyamory is becoming uh, a more openly acknowledged and accepted and form yes. of relationships. Ha, yeah. ah, look at me pulling out the phrases today. Yay, coffee. Uh, <laughs> Five dollar word. Five dollar word. Ten of them in the same sentence. Okay. Um, I was going to jump off real quick. Look at me jumping in front. <laughs> the view's better back here. Absolutely. You're welcome. Um when it comes to the situation, of course, everyone is different. I've yes. got two points. Number one, when it comes to primary relationships, uh, much as much as this is kind of a running joke, I we most of us up here, all of us up here at this moment, actually have a married polyamorous dynamic, which comes with its own forms of advantages, disadvantages, and privileges. And actually, that's another class that'll be in the same room later today. Shameless plug. I'll be here, right? Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> so I'll make sure I leave that for your class, and I won't talk about that in Polly Pitfalls. Fair enough. Okay. Or we could cover it twice. It's we fine. We could. We could. Um, but the crazy thing is, and this is going to take your brain a little second to wrap around, my husband is not my primary. My kids are. Yeah. Because all of my decisions have to be made with their safety in mind, regardless of, of where this is or where this is. It's... <laughs> got you to giggle. You're welcome. Good morning. Um, because that For those is... of you listening at the home audience, she pointed at her heart and then her hoo-ha. <laughs> <laughs> so that relationship has to come first, and that's what really messes with people's mind. They're like, Polly equals sex. Yes. Well, and no. But, I mean... And logistics. And oh my God, no. So... <laughs> <laughs> so there is that to consider, and everyone's relationship structure is different. The other yes. thing I wanted to jump in, in here between was the question of do all of your partners need to be polyamorous. Again, your mileage may vary. I have had a rather difficult time. I had one partner long ago and far away who was exploring polyamory and who decided to go monogamy and I got left behind. And that hurt for a long time. Mm -hmm. So for me now, my rule is, okay, if that is where we're going, I do not need to put myself into emotional turmoil. Yeah, got it. You kind of have to figure out where your boundaries are. Right. Right. Boundaries. <laughs> boundaries. Boundaries. And that's Hang part on. of owning your own shit. Hang on. Let's on. talk. One. Okay. okay. All right. Then we can so talk boundaries. there's a bunch of things that I want to tick on here real fast. Go Number one, a relationship is going to involve its own dynamics. Yes. Okay. What that means is you may have a partner who is monogamous, but who says, "Look, I understand what you're doing. I don't have the emotional bandwidth for three people." I don't have the the brain bandwidth to schedule the lives of three other people. That's fine. They need to be understanding and aware of your situation 
first and foremost. That involves something called managing expectations. This is the big point that I wanted to hit on. You cannot expect a partner to understand if you're not talking to them, number one. You cannot expect a partner to understand if you do not understand what's going on. You're not a mind reader? No, Holy I'm shit. not. I can't ever remember what's on that test. Oh, then you don't know. You don't have ESPN? <laughs> yeah. Do what? I said he's a liar. Don't Yeah. I don't know he's what you're looking at the reflection in my eyes. Um, in short, in a nutshell, if I can do that, <laughs> you have to, and this goes back to something you touched on earlier, you have to own your shit. You have to stare at your own little soul in the mirror and realize there are those nasty little dark places that nobody else knows about, and then you have to talk about them. And that's scary crap. It is. But it allows you to set expectation levels for what you are looking for in a relationship because it helps you develop a relationship with yourself. Yes. Yeah. And that is an ongoing process. That is God, not a, it is. I fixed it once, I whipped that bitch into submission, and I'm good. Oh, no. You're all that will be out there for a while. I've been in therapy for five years. Dude, you and take it, your you take your car down for regular maintenance, right? You change yeah, your water. Why don't you do that for your well, brain? You no, know, you go in and get a physical with your doctor on a yearly basis and make sure all the physical stuff is working. You do, do the same shit for your brain, people. Yes. Yeah, Please. And your emotional it is heart, the most right? it is the most complex organ in the body and we treat it like it's a it's just gonna keep going forever with no maintenance. Well and the stigma's wrapped around it. That's an entirely different soapbox, right, right, right. but that's anyway. not yes. this class. Anyway, we're, not this we're class. gonna be here a hot minute, we get into that. In managing Expectations. I want to touch on that before. It's kind of into the boundaries thing. Is yeah. that um, when you're talking with someone who's potentially a new partner, um, or even your current partner, where you're like, okay, I think we want to do polyamory. How do we do that? Let's discuss. First of all, take the time to have discussions. Lots of them. Lots oh of them. And I'm talking like a couple of months because it will take. A, a while for you to really kind of figure out something that might touch your relationship that you didn't think would touch your relationship and then you have to have another discussion this is going to be the entirety of your relationship um, you're going to come across something and you're going to be like wow I don't we don't have like a rule for that we don't have like a uh, what do we, I do? Frequently we ask questions for that situation yeah. the running joke in our household is if I don't know what's going on like, so how do you feel about that? yeah you know, just a kind of a check-in, like, and it's, it's talk a about it. Yeah. Um, Pull the Sigmund Freud bit. Put him on a couch. Sit down and talk. No, 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 no. Hang on. Mm. Oh, Uh-oh. making brownies. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> this this is a communication thing. This is something I picked up over a decade ago. Okay. Go. If you go into somebody and you say, "We need to talk," bam. Ow. That is Ooh. defensive. That is back up. That is no, 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 no. But if you come home and I'm like, hey, look, I made some brownies. Let's go let's go have one and have some milk and we'll bullshit for a while. That's yep. a completely and then, different approach. Yes, you're open, you're responsive, you're not backed into a corner, you're not freaking out, you're not panicking. That immediately is going to be a more productive discussion than the one where you're trying to get out the back door. But communication styles... There's a class best taught by professionals who know a whole lot more about that shit than I do. Don't we have a oh. class? We do, we have, do have, a class. have a class on that. <laughs> Called the right? Five Love what Languages. Yeah, and I, um, I believe that is taught by a professional. Are we plugging the entire program up? Right, seriously. at this point. Uh, okay, boundaries. Actually, can I hold on for just a second? Yeah. You guys have been really quiet, and we are cats that will scatter all over. So I'm going to take this moment... And ask if anyone's got any questions, comments, on or what we've discussed. Oh, we've so discussed far. so far because there's a lot that we've just thrown at you. We tend to babble. We do. No. <laughs> um, no. Going once, no. twice. Okay. This is. Hey. Oh, there we got them back. 
you, Amber, made a comment about monogamy and politics. Okay. Different people have different emotional boundaries. Yes. You lose your job, your favorite child kids, what have you. Someone you're dating Molly loses a partner and they're now, technically speaking, functionally monogamous with you. Okay. If this happens, do you have to have a discussion of, okay, so I'm your sole partner right now, that's fine. Bear in mind that while there may be some more emotional bandwidth you get right now, there may come a point where I have to call and say, okay, you need to start having your needs met elsewhere. Absolutely. Yes, and I've had, we've had this actually, we've had this particular conversation and those particular issues happen in our relationships with other people where anytime a big life change happens, bringing kids into it, Death uh, in the family. Death in the family. Loss of a job. Moving. Movie, whatever. Loss of job. New partner. New partner. Loss of a partner. Any, any of those things. And loss of a partner can be someone who's decided to break up, and that could be its own explosion. Someone who's decided that, you know, it's better that we're just friends and it's a mutual thing, and that's fine too, but there's always still some baggage from that. There's still some things to unpack from that. Um, and then there's also death, which we've had to deal with. My one of my partners has died. You know, there's there's a lot to talk about. But anytime that there's a life changing something, the dynamics of all your relationships will, will change. change. And it may seem like because you know my my partner Patrick, who's in Boston, it it seems like it might not affect him. I mean, I'm over here, he's over there, he's not going to be there daily for my emotional support. But it I still will. Be something that I have to talk to him about, and be like, "Hey, I'm really going through a rough time," and so he may, I may request that he step up his communication with me and keep it lighthearted, or check in with me about once a week and make sure that I'm doing okay emotionally, or you know, any of those things. But it takes communication with your partners about what's going on in your life, how you're feeling, and then having your partners, "What do you need? How can I help?" What can what can I do in my in my realm of, of emotional support to give to you within the ability that I have? Right. And I wanted to bring up the point that when we have said at the very beginning, own your shit. That doesn't mean that your shit doesn't get helped by your polycule. Right. Yes, yes, um, yes. And the the other point that I want to put in there is when we have situations that change, and they do. Life is ever evolving, ever changing. If it didn't, we'd be dead mm-hmm. um, or bored. Or bored. Well, which would be worse, I think. Actually, bored of, yeah. bored of, bored of, bored of, bored of death. I statements versus you statements. And this nope, is... Nope, nope, nope. Stop. Stop. Stopping. We're done. Boundaries. Okay. Oh, now boundaries. we can come back to that. <laughs> Sidetracked <laughs> me enough, damn it. Question damn it. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I need to pop something in real quick. But question so, first. Question, question yes. My question is, do you guys ever have, like, difficulty with those conversations? <laughs> Every <laughs> time. <laughs> Every time. That shit hurts. Because I was with a partner for a while and decided friends, and then my dad had heart failure, then I got laid off, and then my apartment flooded, and it was like all of this at once. And oh, yeah, it sounds like mine. It's hard for me to talk to my other partner about it, because we had just started dating, and I'm like, and if, how do I talk about this? And if it just means that for like ten minutes, you're just going, <laughs> do it. You know, wow. Do it. <laughs> Look, yeah, it was really good. All right, I, I so so, so we're going to go back so to... So boundaries. No, damn it, no, no. We're, we're finishing her question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, again, we, we get to emotional fluency, okay? And this comes back to that honesty and knowing, and, and knowing yourself and owning yourself. The first step to being healthy in any relationship is being healthy with yourself. You cannot A-frame your way through life. Not all the time. Sometimes you're going to need a little sir. support. Sometimes they're going to need a little support. You've got to be solid on your own before you can do this. And that leads into being able to 
articulate what those fears and feelings are. Oh God, my apartment's flooded. Holy crap, my, my family's got all the... Da, 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 da. Hey, my apartment flooded. My family's got this crap going on. Da, 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 da. I'm a fucking basket case right now. Here's where I'm at. You know? Yeah, and, and, and just you got to be straight again. Honesty, number one, honesty in all things. And you may not know the answer of what you need or how you're going to need your support system. I messed oh, up, yes. but I don't know how to get fixed. But it's okay. Like you it, communicating that with your partners, being like, "Oh my gosh, my house flooded. This is going on. This is going on. This is going on. I feel so stressed out right now." I don't know what I need from you, but maybe you could try something and we'll see how it's working and, and we'll just try it together and we'll work together to try and find something that works for us and for me. Um, Again, you know, partner, partnership. Partner. I you need know? you to be aware that my world is burned down and I have no idea where the ashes are scattered, but I need you to catch. And in Please. your case, you know. <laughs> and, and, and we have know. to also recognize that there are sometimes. When your partner, no matter how loving or how wonderful and normally supportive they are, if you lay all of this stuff down and they go, I am completely unable to pick this up, you got to respect that. That's what and that's fair because that segues into boundaries. boundaries. You're welcome. See, there we go. We got I there. was getting us back there eventually. Yes. I'll steer this fucking Did that answer cat. your question? Okay, good. Good, good luck okay. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have fun with that. I left the bullwhip in the room. Damn it. All right, oh, so. Oh, look at the pretty. Uh, boundaries, okay? A lot of folks look at boundaries like going, no, you, you know, I'm not going to do this. Boundaries do not have to be hard and harsh, okay? Boundaries are just safeguards to keep you from being damaged or damaging others. Mm -hmm. They're boundaries. They're not walls. Right. They're boundaries. They're not fences. And like a lot of things in polyamory, they're flexible, right? So if after a while, a particular boundary that you have in place doesn't seem to suit the relationship anymore, have a conversation. Renegotiate. And renegotiate. But don't be afraid to set those boundaries. And again, we go back to honesty, knowing yourself. You know, okay, for uh, pull an example out of the air... Um, I was going to go with a simple one. I don't like cheese. Right? <laughs> I don't this like is, This is a lie. You're I a broken like human cheese. being. I'm sorry for <laughs> you. I love the fuck out of cheese. But just say, for instance, for the purpose <laughs> of this class, class, for the purpose of this class, I don't like cheese. So I would prefer that you don't bring cheese into the house. That's a boundary. That's a boundary. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's a pretty simple one. Uh, it could be as complicated as I have this weird, creepy, emotional baggage from this last relationship and the smell of olives makes me want to curl up into a ball and cry. Okay? Right. Please don't bring olives into that. I keep going back to food. Now I'm, I'm hungry. I want cheese and olives. God <laughs> damn it. That's because you didn't eat breakfast before you came in here. This yes, is he did. Really he for he totally did. I totally had breakfast. And he's okay. lying, too. He loves cheese. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Mike. Real quick, real simple. We're at a kinky con, right? Yeah. You have safe words, right? Yes. That's, That's a boundary. boundary. Same thing. Okay. Look, I'm calling yellow because your shit is wigging me out. We need to discuss <laughs> this, but not right this second. Or you broke your arm. There's a cast on it. That fucker's a boundary to keep you safe while right. you heal. That's It's right. not anything big yeah. and drastic. Boundaries are evil. Right. Do not get that negative connotation on a boundary. It is the oh. most probably helpful tool you can use. 
And like like we talked about earlier, those conversations just need to be approached in a, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm wondering and I wanted to have a discussion. Be open, be positive, because every change that you make to your relationship that is meant to, to get you guys into a healthier relationship and a more close relationship is, is good. You want those positive aspects to your life and, and you know, a boundary that assists you in some way to be able, not only for your partner, hey, I'm not going to trip and fall into you and destroy your arm again because okay. I'm taking my time and I'm being careful. We're getting close. We're, we're, we're running through time. Oh, you oh. actually do watch the clock. I'm glad somebody does. Jealousy. They didn't even walk in. <laughs> okay. Dun, There's dun, a dun. whole other class, class on that. Yes. Tomorrow. Right? And I highly recommend you come and see it. But everybody gets jealous. Do not expect to come into this and have jealousy just disappear. No. Jealousy is going to get worse in some cases. Even right? after 15 years, it does not go away. Well, but there's reasons for that. And it's the setting the expectations and coming to the root of why that feeling is there. Yes. Expectations. Jealousy and expectations go hand in hand. Because when you have an expectation and it's not turning out what you want... Ah! So, Heather Lee... Um, you know, I love you, and things are going really great, but I'm, I'm having, I'm struggling with something. I'm feeling a little jealous about partner X. He's so good looking, and you're so into him, and I'm feeling really super, I don't know, I'm not liking it. I'll hear what you're saying, and I know he's a new partner for me. Remember, I've got that rule the first six weeks, I'm an asshole with new relationship energy. <laughs> oh, new <Emily>! relationship <laughs> That's a poly pitfalls, come to my class. So, I hear you, and thank you for bringing that to my attention. What what do you think that I could do to help you feel a little bit more confident? Because it feels like you're feeling disconnected. Yeah, I'm feeling like, you know, you're spending a whole time with X, and I'm really feeling a little bit lost and lonely. Can we have a date? Ooh. How about Thursday night? You want to go check Avengers? Yeah, let's Dude, go. Right. Okay, All right. Put it in the calendar. Google calendar. Well, it. Crazy. Right. Good. Yep. Yes, yeah. obviously that's a skit, but that's really, right. really close to reality. There's just usually a lot more yelling and gnashing of teeth. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not always we're, We've gotten a little past the yelling and gnashing of teeth these days. Sometimes, okay. Sometimes gnashing of teeth is consensual, I'm just saying. This is true. <laughs> and it's not always an easy conversation. Like, no, not every no, conversation no. that you have will be lighthearted and easy. But there are important conversations to have, and it is okay to say, okay, I'm feeling really super anxious. We've been having this conversation for like an hour. Let's go ahead and like take a break and do something else for a little while. Let's revisit this tomorrow or the day after. You Can know? we table this particular discussion until a better time when I am not as emotionally overwhelmed? And do not go and do something that has to do with this conversation. Like if you're having Without a conversation about having oh, an additional yeah. partner, yeah. don't go half time with the additional partner. You guys are still working. That's this. actually one of the, my definitions of cheating is doing something like that is if you know something's been brought to your attention, it's like, hey, I hear you that you're feeling disconnected. I've got some issues right now I'm processing. Can we get back together in about an hour and let me get my head clear so we can talk about that? And if I disappear with partner X during that hour, I have fucked up. Yes. That would be, in, in my head, in my definition book, I've now cheated because she has brought something to my attention that I have dishonored. Yes. And your partner ex should understand that. If your partner ex says, hey, come and visit me, and be like, hey, you know, I'm working through something with my primary partner. Can we talk tomorrow, you know, or after this particular conversation that's going to be really super hard and emotional, you know, and partner I may, ex I may should, need ice cream and a cuddle after that. Yeah. You know, it, it may be that you want extra attention after that, but... Compassion. Okay. 
compassion. Yes, and compassion. In, in, the, in those favorite. discussions, you sometimes are going to be hurting. So, uh, but remember, your partner's probably dealing with just as much emotional baggage, if not more, uh, at the same time. Compassion for their situation as well. Keep that in mind. And this leads into, they talked about compersion, another piece of terminology. Compersion is that feeling you get when you see your partner happy with somebody else. And the voyeurism is when you're like, tell me what you did that got you that. <laughs> that's a different that's class. class. So, Compersion is just, if, I, if example, she goes out. I oh, went yeah, yeah. to Boston a couple weeks ago to visit my boyfriend. And I came back and I was super happy because I got some really good emotional connection with him. It was awesome. And I came back and Thomas was like, I am so glad that you are feeling so good. You really needed that time with your partner and that relaxation. I'm so happy for you. That is compersion. When you feel an elation because your partner has found something that is important to them, that suits them, that makes them happy. Right. So uh, my uh, live-in girlfriend, BJ, who's wandering up, she's got seven classes this weekend. I'm not going to see her at all. Damn it. I know. Anyway. Uh, but you're happy kid. for her with all of the information she's able to share. And no, I'm worried gonna... about her falling down and passing okay, out. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> got this, this, shit. this is not a version. Okay. No, but anyway, going back to the conversion. Going back to conversion. Going back to conversion. We've been living together for two years now. She's been living with us for two years now. But she's going to be moving out here in a couple of months, which we're deeply sad about. But the reason she's moving out is she just got engaged to be married to her boyfriend, Rick. And I knew this was happening. I, yeah, I didn't you know, fact. But they went on a cruise, and he asked her on the cruise and everything. And as soon as she came back and told me, literally, I leapt off the floor. I was bouncing and happy and thrilled because they're a fantastic couple together. Uh, uh, Rick is great. I love She's hanging happy. out with him. They're happy as shit. That's compersion. That joy. Yes. Just absolutely thrilled that they're going to get married. And typically, it sucks that she's moving helps. out. God damn it! However, <laughs> compersion helps commonly with things like jealousy um, and a negative emotion in general. Yeah, you a lot of times you see jealousy is the opposite to compersion. Vice versa. Right. I, I want a definition real quick. Yes. You guys realize there's a definition difference between envy and jealousy, right? Yes. Because the two of them get used interchangeably, and it's a little soapbox of mine. They're a little yeah. different. And so we, we talked about it in our Polly Pitfalls class. Go for it. Please. Okay. We'll so jealousy right, is, you have that. Not fair. I want it. Envious. I don't want you to have it. I don't it. want you to have it. That's the key. Envy is, you have that. Oh, that's awesome. I really would like that, too. It makes me sad that I don't have it. Not that I don't want you to have it. I, I just want to have it, too. Yeah. So... Commonly, jealousy is viewed as something is being taken away from me by you. And therefore, I can't have it anymore. Roscoe took my car, and I love my car, and I want my car back, and I don't want him to have my car. It's about possession. Right. But That's so a very big truck. The person that truck. you are with well, is yes, truck. Yes, truck. <laughs> truck, because your truck is gorgeous, by the way. Oh, you got a my. new baby. I got a new truck okay, on Wednesday. Y'all don't understand, yes. man. I'm okay. 12. All right. <laughs> so, again, because we're hurting cats, I'm going to stop. I'm sorry, your penis is so small, by the way. Oh, oh. oh. I almost named it Roscoe. Just oh. Oh. Well played. This is why I love well him. And I will get that bitch every day. All right, again, stopping just for a second to check in with everybody out here because you guys are watching our chaos, which is always entertaining, I'm sure. But does anybody, would anybody like to add anything, chime in, ask a question? Does anybody have questions about stuff that you've thought about that we haven't covered? Anything? Concerns that you've had in poly, your, your poly relationships, things that, that have jumped up and bit you in the ass. I don't know. 
Yes. So since okay. no one's really asking me questions about that, I would like to ask: Is it how it's popular? Like, are you on social media? Do you have a website? Is it possible to follow you? Anything like that? Life is we, one of the best places to find all of Life, yes. Facebook, all Fet of that Life. kind of good stuff. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we'll put our well, we'll contact on Facebook because I literally have no idea. So we'll put our contact information for FetLife um, in uh, the guidebook in our discussion. So whenever you look up the panel you're in, there's a discussion tab. You can click on that, and we'll make sure that at the end of the class, we'll go ahead and put our contact information for FetLife on there. If you want to find Actually, me anywhere on the Internet, it is the gray man, G-R-E-Y, yes. M-A-N, all one word, that's what that's been my online tag since we'll before sure, the internet existed. You know, nobody remembers this. <laughs> it'll be there. So, and the, using guidebook, actually, something I wanted to point out: we are in the process of trying to make sure that we can bring as much development to the polyamorous track that we have here. We've actually yes. exploded with the number of classes, and that's fantastic. Yeah, we had over 250 people at the meetup last night. I know because I brought that number of stickers, and I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> it's very exciting. Yeah, we yeah. all got stickers. Yeah, I had to hold off, you know, for the presenters Your to make sure. The poly community has had a huge... Like I said, I've been doing Can this I since finish? high school. No. The <laughs> <laughs> poly community Boundaries. has exploded. <laughs> So on the guidebook app, number one, rate us if you like the class. Absolutely. Please, because that way we have a little bit of, you know, hey, all of these people said we were five-star. Bring this shit back. We obviously need it. Any questions Comments, that you think of later, put on that discussion. On it. Yeah. Or conversely, these guys suck. All right, we need to up our game. Yeah, do a okay, hold on. But if these guys suck, constructive criticism. Let me know Absolutely. how we can not suck. Tell me why. <laughs> Tell me it was too many herding of cats. Tell me it was too much of a show, not enough of an information. Right. That way I can make it better for the next group or for you to come back. Oh, wait, wait. We're asking them to communicate. Uh-huh. Issue with my husband. Building conversion. Building it. Building it. Oh, building okay. conversion. Yes, building because conversion. he is... He loves the fact that I've got three guys. He loves that I'm able to go out and escape and come back happy and everything. But at the same time, he is... How would you put it? Not conversion-y. Right. Okay, so on, on this <laughs> you one... You know him. Obviously, I know this one, so I'm not going to be able to answer this one. I'm going to have I, I, to pass I, I off to other panel members. Okay. okay. I have a good answer for this one. Yes, good. Compersion, for me, compersion comes from a good, solid core. If I am insecure at all, compersion goes out the fucking window. That's it right there. When I am secure and happy within myself, compersion Super easy. It's fantastic. If you are insecure at all, and I mean like the tiniest little bit, we'll take compersion and boop, gone. And you can still feel happy that your partner is happy, but because you have whatever broken is here, whatever issues you have are mm-hmm. here, it's hard to express that. So maybe um, asking him to be better about communicating when he is happy that you're happy, because that will help him to recognize those happy moments too. Keep in mind that insecurity, okay, and respect that that is uh, something that you're not responsible for it. Be compassionate towards it, right? There's an understanding that even though you're not directly the cause of a problem, you still need to be compassionate about that. Help them unpack it if you possibly can, Mm -hmm. because it's something that would directly affect you with their reactions to things. But more to the point that you were speaking from, uh, insecurity is a really big thing in my world. Self-confidence used to be through the floor. And I found that the less self-confident I was, the less self-worth that I had, the more negative reaction I would get with, you're going out with somebody else? And it became, am I not good enough? Am I not enough? 
every bit of that is the black stuff in our souls that I was talking about earlier. You got to own that shit. Yeah, the more he works up the the security of self and the looking in the mirror and Stuart Smalley, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, etc. The more compersion is going to naturally follow that. It's more of a natural state. Whereas insecurity is more of a society has screwed all of us <laughs> yeah. and taught us wrong shit all throughout our lives. So yeah. the best thing that you can do, I think, is have a discussion with him maybe after you've visited with your significant others and Before. be like, you know, and, and be happy and I'm so glad to see you. Kind of give him a little bit more... Uh, uh, you know, than you would normally yeah. when you right, and, and yeah. then yeah. So get, give him some time. Be reassuring. Sort of reassuring. You know, be reassuring. Take that time to to talk to him about how his time was. Be interested in him, and then when you guys have gotten to a point where you you've given him that reassurance, then you can like maybe explore a little bit of talking about how you had a good time and that way he can express his joy for you having a good time too. I've got to build this for over like what two years because I'm getting ready to go on a cruise with uh, with the husband. With yeah, this, the husband. Okay, full disclosure this is my yeah. husband's girlfriend which yeah. is why I'm like <laughs> Yeah, this, is, this is my metamor, and I right. yes, I'm like eh, biting the tongue, <laughs> right? Because it's being recorded, and I really don't want this for posterity. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm really excited about the cruise coming up with right. George. But I want to make sure that he's going to be happy when I come home. A little see extra reassurance. reassurance. Make sure that the so make him feel maybe well. on, build now. on the cruise. Good. That is smart. By a day, <laughs> by a day of internet access. Okay. Then send messages to him, send selfies to him, say you're thinking about him, that you miss him, and give him reassurance. The, the, the fun little while, things yeah, while you're there, just spend a day. Let him know that he's thought about. Yes, and that way, when you come back, he's you know, especially like maybe halfway through, because that'll really like break up the the going in the mind that happens. Right. The, no. the, Hang Steps. on before you go on. He's there. bouncing. <laughs> I tried to, to touch on this about six times. I, I want to go back to communication for just a second because this is a digital electronic world and legit communication is shit over text. Oh yeah. I, human yeah. beings are social right. animals. Marco we need that Cohen. facial expression, that, that I can't read your body language, I can't hear your tone, I can't see what you're doing when it is an electronic medium. And I am the worst. I will read something that my wife has sent me, and I will go, well, she can hates me now. That's done. Let's go ahead and start finding another place to live. And Straight she's like, to the no, 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 I didn't mean that at all. You can't tell unless I'm face-to-face. I'm hearing your words. I'm seeing how you react. The audio so, and the visual has so much value in communication. Yeah. Don't so ever discount that. Use the electronic to, to touch in and use it for, hey, I want to see you later so that we can discuss whatever or things like that. But if you go into, hey, this really made me feel like shit, it's going to end badly and it's going to be worse to untangle than if you did it face-to-face. If, if you're going to have a relationship where all of your all you're doing is texting, you might as well go ahead and create an AI and work with that because you'll have less issues. Yeah. Um, you can write the program. <laughs> so, right? You can write the program. A, a great resource is an app that I found. It's called Marco Polo. And it's kind of like Snapchat and the fact that you can take videos. But the videos can be as long as you want. And they can watch them as many Live times as, as they them. want. And it's live. 
So you literally could finish, you could finish up the conversation and you'll have a little ping that says, hey, this person is recording something to you right this moment. You can watch it right now. It's awesome and I totally recommend it for your just... Yes. She's like, download it now. Because you can so do that. I want to go back day. to your original situation and, and go hypothetical with it, right? <laughs> to the negative. Now, there is at a point when... Your partner's maybe insecure. I am an insecure bitch. <laughs> I know Preach that. that shit, my boy. I am an insecure bitch. Oh my god, you don't love me. I'm not good enough. <laughs> and for those of us who are listening, he just died right? on the phone. Oh, there was so, um, that was Congratulations. That looks like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but that's my issue. That's my responsibility. Okay. You want to be a supportive partner. You want to be compassionate towards that, but they have to own their own shit eventually. Yeah, and they okay? have to cope There's with it. There's only so much emotional labor you can do to pull them up out of their own and hole. That's where, okay. and we are all of us up here are super advocates for things are sometimes a little too much. And that's when a professional comes in. This is not a job for an amateur. I need a professional. professional. Yes. 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 We check There's lots of business cards that were stuffed for, you know, kink and polyamorous friendly therapists. So, yes. Yes. And even current therapists that you have. Like, if you have a really great conversation with them about the kind of relationship. Thomas didn't have any concept of how ethical non-monogamy worked. And Thomas, through many sessions with Charlie, has actually been able to, like, make sure that Charlie is giving him the best help. Charlie Charlie is now a poly-friendly therapist because of me. Legitimately, that's (laughs) fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's the type of stuff that we need out in the world right now. There's actually a couple of Atlanta support groups that are on Meetup or whatever it is, and they are working with polyamorous teachers. They're, I'm, I'm in discussions with some of them to bring classes to therapists who want to know about ethical non-monogamy and how it works. Get me in on that. Yeah, I will. Don't worry. <laughs> as soon as I get some ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, the, Go and and get some help because sometimes it's just really nice to have that third party who's not involved in anything that's going on that can be your advocate specifically, not only for you and your and validation of your emotions because all your emotions are valid, but it's not always easy to validate those in a relationship. But having somebody that will advocate you to be your best person, and it's not your partner that has to do that emotional labor. Your therapist can do that, so your partner can be free to reassure you when they need to, to touch in with you when you need to. You'll be able to work with your therapist to be able to ask the right questions for what you really want. So we are all super advocates. If you are getting to a point where things are a little too much and and, eh, you just don't know how how everything's working, um, you know, a, a therapist can be super helpful to all of that. Yeah, that goes right back to that whole fault and responsibility. It's not your fault you're broken. But it's, it's your, your responsibility, responsibility to work to on it. it. You're or can you go to the doctor? If you need some help, you go to a therapist. Your car's broken, you go to a people. mechanic. <laughs> yes. you go to, your brain's broken, and you go see not, a psychiatrist or a shrink. You may not fix something. You may have PTSD or you may have a situation which is an ongoing thing, but a therapist will be able to help you manage it. Coping yeah. skills. They yeah. Coping teach skills. Coping yeah, skills. Yeah. Don't expect... We talk about fixing things. Yeah. The human emotional spectrum and the mental faculties within this amazing organ in our brain are constantly changing, okay? You're never going to quote, fix something uh, in my opinion. This is again, your mileage may vary. You may find a solution for a particular problem and the gears click over in your head and 
I'm done with this. I understand it now. But a yeah. lot, a lot of times, you're just going to find a coping skill. There's always going to be a little pain in the back if some memory comes up. But you find a way to understand it uh, and put it past. Yeah. Right. Give me half a second. I'm going to be legitimate and honest and real with y'all for just a minute. Wait, you haven't been so far? More so. Okay, like dude. deep emotional like shit. Deep. Okay. Um, there are things that I found in going to therapy for going on five years now that I knew were trouble spots. I assumed going in, I'm going to get put on a couch, I'm going to talk about this, he's going to tell me it was my mother's fault, we're going to be fine. <laughs> That's a movie, that shit doesn't work. None of this is a light switch in your head. There are things that I know. Logically, I'm staring it in the face. Logic and emotion are not the same thing. When I am in an emotional state, and my wife will look at me and go, mm, because I can't think. I legitimately, my brain stops working on any kind of logical process. And it all becomes somebody else's fault. And it all becomes, well, it's all because of this over here. And that's not reality at all. You have to understand that if you have issues, they may never be fixed. And you may have days where, oh God, this is still happening to me. She's leaving because I'm not good enough. No, she's okay. leaving to go get her hair done. She'll be back in an hour. Exactly. <laughs> you have to understand, that's emotion. That's a fantasy world. That's not rooted in reality. I have things, I have techniques that my therapist has taught me to bring me back to reality and go, okay, no, we're going to back down from DEFCON 1 and we're going to realize that this is not nearly as bad as we thought it was. But until I went to him, that shit didn't happen. It was three weeks. It was a, a downward spiral from hell. Okay? Every single time. That's why therapy is important. It teaches you how to come back out of that shit. No, that's absolutely true. And, yeah. and uh, we've been concentrating a lot on our son, our 19-year-old son, who's requiring a lot of work. Let me, let me preface this by saying the last two years of my life, I'm an emotional bag of crap. So she's yes. going to probably talk about that. I'm, uh, I'm a mess, boy. Uh, you know, but he, we've, been, we've been concentrating our energies elsewhere. But Thomas... Who has a lot I was of- being a caregiver and took care of everybody else and wasn't taking care of myself. And it yes. finally bit me in the ass here in the last couple of months. But I am back in with Charlie and yes. working on things and putting stuff up. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, for so long we, we were taking Jay to, to Charlie. Brand and new infant in the house, all this other kind of stuff. But we're getting down our, anyway, our, our rabbit okay, hole. Okay, I was going to grab Okay, check. It's Thank nice you. to be like Thomas just went back to Charlie, and Charlie was like, "Hey, remember those things that I taught you? Oh yeah, do that Use shit. Them. Do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Like, all right, all right. Are we at time already? Are we, we are close to. We're okay. at. We're at eleven oh three. Do we have any Thank questions? Yeah. Any more questions? questions. Yes. Is that a wave or a question? Oh no, was... that was a wave. Okay. Okay. Like, woo. Uh, I really hate that this was the time slot for this class. We need to be a Saturday class. But yeah, if you Saturday people, last year. We could not standing remotely in this yes. place. I was going to say, I was sitting in heckling from the side at that point. Right, yeah. Class. This is a horrible um, spot for this class. There, like I said, there are plenty of awesome classes that are happening this week for Polly stuff. Please do go to those classes. They are all, they all deal with certain situations, but they're all like really open teachers, very friendly teachers, and we will talk to you all weekend long. Like this is we, our we don't love, shut right? Up. We Seriously. have a lot of passion for this particular subject, so please do come up to us all weekend yeah. long. Ask us questions. It can be even like a super down in the dirty hard question. 
and we will do the very best that we can to advise but again, and discuss with it. end of class disclaimer, we are not professionals. <laughs> yeah. okay? Don't we, come to us expecting therapy or, or a prescription because well, you well, ain't going to get we it. we also will tell you if, if we think that a situation is something that you should Warren's probably discuss event. with yeah. a therapist. And I will also say that if a question, haha, jumped right in there. <laughs> yep, right? You're number one. Saying, absolutely. Put all the other fingers down. If a question is asked that I cannot handle, I will be the first one to go, I never even thought about that. Thank you for bringing Thank you for bringing it to my attention. Yeah. Let's find I somebody know. who knows. Let's find out. Doing. Let's go yeah. ahead and crowdsource this. Let's yes. go ask the professionals if it seems that direction. I need an adult. I need an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I need an adultier adult. Yes. An adultier um, adult. <laughs> last year, I, I during one of the classes, I had a question that popped up about you know POC and polyamory that never oh, occurred to me. Yeah, there's a whole. Class. I know, right? Yes, there's a whole class on that. There's a class now because that question was asked. Yes. And so obviously, um, questions, please. Everybody's experience is absolutely different. Yes. And we've just been up here babbling like cats. Yeah, I know. So no, it, you got anything else? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the Poly Pitfalls class is the one that I teach, and Heather Lee's going to be there, and so is he. Um, where I like how she said, I teach this. I teach those guys that. are just going to be <laughs> there. He gets the well, level. That's you guys, <laughs> they're giving, it's, it's my baby, and that's why I bring it up. But, um, Bullshit! Oh, <laughs> our baby the entire lecture last year that would be nobody asked you to cat hurting 102 (laughs) Um, yes so uh, we are going more in depth into some of the common things that polyamorous people kind of trip into when they don't realize that that's a thing that happens so um, definitely come to that class uh, poly in marriage if you're married and you have a different dynamic and you want to add people she's got a class jealousy he's got a class we'll be there Uh, yeah we'll be there for that Um, so yeah We'll have a, a packed house for that one. Um, uh, our, poor, our poor director, with all of us here, the polyamory, we all just want to get along to be on the same panel. It's like, yeah, Usually it's just us. <laughs> <laughs> We've got these guys. Yeah, it's a mess. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm officially calling. You're out? Calling all right. Give, me, give me 30 seconds. Oh. Go for it. Um, first off, find me on FetLife. Yes. My, my username is 4x4. The <laughs> other side of that is this. With jealousy, this is something Aria and I came up with uh, a few days ago. We're actually going to put up a discussion thread on FetLife about these classes because you're going to leave, and three days from now you're going to go, Shh, I needed to ask, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Put it on that board. Mm-hmm. We'll find it. Yeah. And yep. like okay. I said, I am the gray man. Yeah. With and we'll e, put it in guide all over FetLife. It's all over there. So, Yaki Winch, Aria for Aria Yes. In That's just us. a minute, we're going to go ahead and do that on our smartphones because smartphones are awesome. But class is still going, so we have to actually call it before we do that. Oh, right. So, and, and we're done. We're done. Okay. Right. <laughs> Thank you, folks. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the rest of your time. You have been listening to episode 242 of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max. Join us next week when we present Scarlet Ross, Money and Polly. Bye.